Welcome into a special emergency Florida Gators edition of Com- the Commitment Issues podcast. I'm Woody Womack, joined from Miami by uh, Florida recruiting analyst Rob Cassidy. Rob, this is your time to shine. Yeah, something like that, man. I foolishly sent out a tweet before that game making fun of people that saying McElwain would be fired. And then sure enough, because this is how my life works now, uh, he was fired <laughs> a day later. So you know, I've got Florida fans all on me. That's great. Now, speaking of Florida fans, we do not have Nick Kruger. Guess what? We've upgraded the new and improved version 2.0. We have Alex Kruger, Nick's little brother, a uh, alumnus of Florida, I believe graduated in record time, if uh, the transcripts are to be believed. He also lives in Texas. Hey, Alex, how how's mean? it going? Yeah, yeah. R- remind me, how long did it take you to graduate? Uh, about three and a half years. Yeah, look at that. I had a sketch. It took me like eight years to graduate. I got out in five. I have a friend named Ryan that went to college for a three-year like sociology degree for seven years. <laughs> well, does he live in my home? Does, does he know my sister? <laughs> <laughs> she's, still, she's, she's still working on an associate's degree. Hopefully, one day she'll get there. So uh, the, the reason why, Rob, you were surprised. So first, let's start with our boy, Alex. Alex, what do you... Did you think this could really happen? Did you think it should happen? What, what was your take when all this started to kind of boil up over the last 24, I mean, 48 it's, hours? It's crazy to me just how, how quickly all of this went down with the, uh, the fake death threat story and, and all of that. I mean, it's been, a, it's been a rough year for us Gator fans, as it has been for the last you know, eight years, it seems. Um, but, you know, it's, it's crazy to me that, that, that he's gone. I mean, it, it's, it's probably going to be a a good thing for most Florida fans you know I was kind of on the fence with him I'm it's it seems to me it's a little early for another coaching change but you know he hasn't this season's been a disaster when you lose you know in such a blowout fashion to to Georgia I mean you're you're in trouble regardless of what's happening behind the scenes so um I think it's expected um I don't know if it's the right time but you know I'm I'm not I'm not angry about it I'll put it that way now, Rob and I are both, both obviously, Rob was making fun of people on Twitter who were suggesting it yesterday. But, and, and before it, the game, sort of on fair, before, they, before they got smacked by, by Georgia. Right, but, I mean, I, I think we might have picked them to cover the spread. I know I, I might have, just because I thought it was going to be a low-scoring game. But, I mean, they were just in the SEC Championship two years in a row. I feel like the way this usually progresses is, Okay, let's let him make some staff changes. Let him hire a new offensive coordinator. Maybe that changes things up. But it, they really didn't give him the opportunity to do that. And so, so Rob, what defend, defend your boy? We love McElwain on this podcast. He's a fr- friend of the show. Always been nice to me. And now he's he's axed. And maybe because Florida thinks they can get out of paying the money, I don't know. But give us give us your yeah, take. So I guess it's a combination of things, right? And you know, I had obviously I still have. Uh, Florida fans in my Twitter mentions telling me, you know, it's not about wins and losses. And it's like, but it's kind of about wins and losses. Like, you know, if Nick Saban <laughs> uh, made a fake death threat story up, if we think that's fake, I mean, they wouldn't fire him for it. Like, if you're winning, you can do anything you want. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think it's early. It's <laughs> one bad. I mean, what if like some fluke happens on one of those two SEC title games and he wins the SEC? Uh, in one of those two years, like what happens if like a fluke fumble and he beats Alabama and they they win the SEC the first year? Uh, does he still get fired today? Or I mean, I don't know. It just seems like it seems like the dude 
had two solid seasons in Gainesville. A disaster of a year this year. But like you said, usually it's like, hey, you can fire your offensive coordinator and replace him. That's usually the leeway that coach gets. Uh, I feel like in this situation, he must not have been well-liked by the people in charge. Uh, That's conjecture, obviously. But, I mean, you know, you'd think that he would have gotten a little bit more rope if, you know, things were going differently off the field. Yeah, and of course, every time you get a – you have an athletic director come into a situation where he didn't hire the coach. I mean, it's just like in professional sports where you have a GM come in who didn't hire the head coach. I mean, the head coach gets nervous, and and rightfully so. I think one thing we can't discount here is they've been playing with at least 10% of their scholarship players. You have to remember, you have 85 scholarships. Okay, generally, the last three or four go to walk-ons. They had 10 guys suspended this whole season. And as you can say, okay, they're not all star players or whatever. But Alex, do you think that's a defense for him? Or do you blame him for that stuff happening? Because, I mean, obviously some type of weird credit card fraud like that is not something the coach can control. But do you did you cut him any slack, at least in your mind, before he got fired because they were playing with, with, without yeah, so many I mean, players? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. Uh, I, I think, I, you know, it's unfortunately when you're the head coach, you're always going to run into that quality control uh, issue where, where even if something bad like that happens on your watch, it's probably going to probably going to fall on you a little bit. But I mean, regardless, you know, you look at you look at how bad our offense has been for for so many years. You know, you go back to everybody's always hanging on to the Tim Tebow days, you know, the Steve Spurrier days and back when we can move the ball down the field. And it just seems you know, ever since I went there, I, I think I, I think. My first year was the last year of Urban Meyer, which was also not not a good one. So um, you look at just how bad the offense has been year after year. You look at even just quarterbacks that we've had come through that didn't have success with us or, you know, even if they did have success, you know, you look at Will Greer and who's now he had a bad game this week, but has been having a good season with West Virginia. And you just keep looking at that and it just keeps stacking and stacking and stacking and it's just so frustrating, and I, like I said, I, I don't blame I don't blame any any Gator fan that, uh, you know, is 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 happy that is happy about this. I, again, I'm I'm not I was not, I wasn't calling for his head personally myself, but um, I understand I understand the frustration. And I understand uh, people that think that it was his, his time to you know it's it's time to go and see if maybe we can bring in somebody that that can get a, a quality offense here you know i know a lot of people that i talk to are, are all in for ucf's coach but you know we'll, we'll we'll see what happens hopefully we can get somebody in here that can revitalize the offense and get things going the great scott frost who is revered on this podcast the, the covering <laughs> machine himself the next bear bryant um let me ask you this well alex yeah so if they bring in some other dude whoever it is whether it's frost or anyone and Mullen, maybe Dan and He Mullen. goes to back-to-back SEC championships in his first two years, and then has a bad season. They gonna fire him too? Well, I, you know, I probably, <laughs> probably not. It depends on how how much of this buyout we get. Uh, you know, we get out of, I guess, maybe. But um, again, it's it's just it's just been so frustrating. I mean, the offensive line this year has just been been awful. You know, Franks has been it's been he's been he hasn't been as bad in my opinion as a lot of people are are, are knocking him for, but. It's you just got to. It just never seems like we're building off of these good seasons. You know, we'll we'll have a good season, and even though we're having good seasons, it's not. It's it's because of our defense, and it's not because we're actually moving the ball downfield. And you know, I 
I, I don't. I, I hope that whoever we bring in, they get a longer leash because a whole bunch of coaching changes is never good for anybody. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see we'll see what the next guy does and and, and who they're able to bring in. Yeah, I I think the quarterback situation. Yeah, Alex mentioned it, and I'm probably going to do a story on it t- tonight, maybe for tomorrow or whenever. Who knows when this is going to come out? But uh, it's it's the same thing that we see be the downfall of a lot of these coaches. We saw it with Mark Helfrich at Oregon when we were going through this with him last year. You could bring in transfers. You can try to you know patch things up. They had Del Rio. They had the other kid from Purdue. I mean, they've had all types of guys come and go here, but. In the end, you've got to recruit a quarterback. I mean, I think Greer, he signed Greer technically. I think Greer was recruited by the last staff, but I think they held on to him, if I remember right. Um, or maybe Greer was there for a year. I can't I can't remember the timeline exactly. But, okay, so he washes out. But it's like, well, who else do you get then? I mean, they took the quarterback out of Texas, who clearly, at the time they took him, I, re- I remember his name is Kyle Trask. I mean, there was a lot of jokes about his name and stuff like that among Florida fans. He hasn't played. So it's like, okay, so that that might be a wasted scholarship. Last year, they went all in on Jake Allen early, who was, you know, a, a real nice kid to, uh, to me and Rob. But at the same time, he never even made a dent in his quarterback competition. Whereas as, as a guy like, you know, say what you want about James Blackman at Florida State struggling, but he's he was the backup. He's playing Jake Fromm, who they recruited hard. Uh, at Florida were actually trying to they were trying actively to flip Fromm all the way up until the end and they were actually hoping that Trevor Lawrence would end up going to Georgia and maybe they could flip Jake Fromm uh, and I mean, I'll say this how much- now because I don't think he'll care um, where he is where he is and I don't know if it would have mattered I mean who knows how good he is because he's not played but I, on multiple occasions probably 10 times our boy Mac Jones at Alabama <laughs> continued to tell me he wants Florida to offer and he would flip. That was like his dream was to play quarterback at Florida. They just never offered him. They took Jake Allen instead. Uh, and, you know, like I said, you don't know how good Mac is. Mac has not played at Alabama, so who knows. But I know that he was, like, begging for an offer for Florida, uh, and it never came. Yeah, exactly. And then they, they go get Malik Zaire, who can't even play, I guess. I mean, Alex, have you been puzzled by that from a fan perspective that they go out and get this guy and they bring him in at the last minute and, and they haven't really given him much of a shot to even play, even in, when uh, Franks well, has been struggling? It's been a, uh, it was crazy to me the amount of hype that he was getting because it, from my, you know, from my recollection, I, you know, I don't watch a lot of Notre Dame football, but he didn't, he really didn't play that much for, for Notre Dame. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I, it's not, it's not, a tremendous I, as far as like I said you know I feel like people have been very hard on Franks and you know he he hasn't been making a, a ton of great passes but he can throw the ball downfield and it's just so frustrating for like as you know however many years it's been where it just seems all we're doing is throwing you know bubble screens and just check down after check down because and we're not trying to throw the ball you know in the middle of the field or down the field regardless of who our quarterback is it seems and the offensive line like I said has just been has been terrible we're not getting any push you know uh, at all and I that's certainly not helping whoever the quarterback is whether that's Zaire you know uh, Del Rio or Franks in my opinion and I it it, was it driving you crazy that the announce team was calling him Malik Zaire the entire Georgia game (laughs) (laughs) I, I I noticed that I'm like why are they putting the emphasis on that syllable I I mean I don't I don't know he's he yeah, but to me, I was I wasn't too I wasn't too high on him coming in personally. I I wanted I was hoping that Franks was gonna was gonna have a good season, and you know I'm I'm still 
I, I still think he's the best of all of our options, and maybe that's not saying much, but um, but that that's where I'm at right now. Well, uh, let me tell you something. If he was playing in Scott Frost's offense, I can tell you that Franks would be so much more effective. Uh, I you just, can put it yourself in Scott Frost's offense. <laughs> well, he can move. I mean, he's a, oh, he's he a that huge nice, what, kid. That I mean, I yard remember. run and, uh, just two weeks ago. I mean, he, he can move. He's, he's, he's a good runner. But he, he seems almost hesitant to run. It, you know, maybe it's this the offense they have, but it's like, you know, I was talking with someone about this last night that him and Jared Garantano are both the same. It's like they hold the ball too long. They need, you know, if they're going to run, they need to run, and especially against a team like Georgia where you don't have time to sit back there and kind of camp out uh, in the pocket. So, so before we wrap up, Alex, who is your number one? Is it is it Scott Frost? Are you trying to to uh, pillage my alma mater's head coach? And do you think that they did the smart thing by? getting on the market early so they can go uh, after someone. Yeah. Like I mean, you know, I think it's, it's better to, if you're going to fire the coach, I think you might as, you might as well do it as, as quickly as possible to start, start putting feelers out there, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I really like frost. Um, you know, I, I was, I was saying, I know you're a big Oregon fan, Woody, and, and I was thinking maybe chip Kelly, if he wants to come back, but I guess it really just depends on how, how much we're willing to spend. And, and you know who's available to us, but I think right now, you know, Frost is is my number one. Yeah, Chip Kelly's name's getting thrown out there a lot, and I actually saw some of the Oregon media say, eh, "I thought he wouldn't come back to college, but maybe I'm starting to come around." So I mean, either way, you have two. I mean, Frost is a is a Chip Kelly disciple, as they say. So I mean, you'd probably get in some of the same. I mean, it would be interesting to see how he how he did recruiting there in Gainesville. I think. It might be important to get someone who's familiar with recruiting that state. Um, Frost has been doing it. We know, obviously, not on an elite level since he's been at UCF. He has signed some four stars, but clearly they have a lot of talent there. Rob, I think, uh, are you working on something about realistic coaching candidates? I mean, who, who, who do you think, uh, before we go, could be a possibility? You know, I think, obviously, you have to make the call to Frost. I don't know, you know, like you and I have talked about on this podcast, who knows what he thinks about Nebraska, but, you know, this is alma mater, so... They'll be in play as well, but you know, obviously, Florida can offer things that Nebraska cannot offer. Uh, so, you know, money on top of it's, you know an SEC affiliation and all that. Uh, I don't know who the other calls are. Dan Mullen is a call, probably. Um, I saw people talking about that. You know, he's proven he's, he can win in the SEC. Uh, I don't know that Florida fans. I, they were. It seemed like they were never completely on board with McElwain from the day they hired him. I remember the day they hired him. It was like, ugh. Uh, so maybe this time they go out and get a name. Uh, maybe they want a Mullen, or maybe they want, you know, maybe they do make the call to Chip Kelly. Uh, it would be the opposite of Mullen to bring in Chip Kelly, right? You'd get the buzz higher. Uh, they did not win the press conference with Jim McElwain, and I think they need to do that this time. Yeah, that, that is something you have to factor. Alex, you could tell us, where, what did you think when they hired McElwain? Because they kind of went off the yeah, board. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, at the time. You, know, I, you know, I don't know much about Colorado State football, so I... Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't too high on it. Um, you know, I, 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 I was, I, I just, like I said, you know, I've, I've just, I've complained this whole podcast about how bad the offense has been for so long now. That's why I'm hoping for somebody that can come in here and maybe get something going like, like Frost has. And, uh, you know, McElwain, uh, it was, he, I wasn't too excited. I mean, he, he, do, he doesn't, he, he doesn't give off excitement himself. So <laughs> yeah, nobody was. I remember like the day that he was hired, everybody was like, what? <laughs> Oh, so yeah. I, I, all right. Yeah, so I was, I was excited like, because he doesn't seem exciting. So, 
<laughs> it kind of looks like my dad, though, so that you gives him some, some points. I want to uh, congratulate everybody on getting this far into the podcast without making a shark joke. We've been very good. Well, yeah, that's lame. That joke is washed anyway. Let me tell you something. I will give you guys one name and one name only. And Rob, you're going to like this. My boy, friend of the podcast, Jeff Scott, recruits Florida like nobody else. When he was a recruiting coordinator at Clemson, he did a great job. I mean, they get Sammy Watkins. I mean, Sammy Watkins' brother was on Florida at the time and still went to Clemson. Then now he becomes the offensive coordinator. They win the national championship. You want an exciting, you want a young guy, you know, a, a Southern guy, a guy with a great legacy. His dad was a coach. He's a coach's son. He can recruit. He can win the press conference. He's young. I don't know. Rob, what do you think? You, would, would you be that bold as to reach out and give a guy that kind I of I would bump? be. But if Florida does that, <laughs> the fans are going to flip, first of all. They don't want – they want an established name. That'll, it'll be like another McElwain thing. Like, I don't know how it will end. I just know – I don't think he's going to win the press conference if they hire him. I think Florida fans will eat that hire alive. I think they will complain about it from day one. Uh, and you might have a McElwain situation where everybody is mad at him already before he coaches a game and he has to win immediately or else, you know, everybody's going to turn on him quick. Alex, would you like him? He's the Clemson offensive coordinator. What would you think of a, that type of hire? He's young. I mean, he's like thirty something. He's he's about my age. So what, what would you uh, think I, of that you know, type I don't, of hire? I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind a young guy coming in and and maybe connecting better with with the team. You know, I'm at this point. You know, we keep saying win the press conference. I don't want to win the press conference. I, I want to win the SEC. So uh, whoever, whoever comes in, I, <laughs> as long as they can win and, and get the offense going, I, I'd be happy. Boy, what a line! We might, we may have found a new Kruger two two <laughs> Alex joins when when Nick moved away. This the quick story time before we end. When Nick moved away uh, to take the job at Rivals, leaving me behind uh, in Naples, Alex and I would go play basketball. And you know, guess what? We we formed a fast friendship. So uh, you know, if, if we can't get Nick on the phone, maybe we'll have Alex uh, yeah, sub in a future guys. weeks as well. <laughs> All right, we want to remind you, please, we'll have a normal episode out on Wednesday of this week. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh, you can find us there. You can find us on Twitter. And uh, we're going to be tracking this story. We've got a ton of stories right now on this Florida coaching situation. So, Alex, please send them to your friends so we can get some page views, for crying out loud. Um, that wraps it up for us. We'll be back on Wednesday. Uh, thanks for joining us, Alex. And, Rob, we'll talk again later. Also, if you're a Florida fan of my mentions right now mocking me, uh, you know, you're a loser. <laughs> leave, <laughs> leave an iTunes review, make it fun of Rob, but give us five stars, please. All right, that's it. <laughs>